You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Delany Williams and joined today by Sarah McLean. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Delany. Hey, we're excited that you are here with us on the podcast for Unit 21. So today we're starting a new unit and we will have four sessions in this unit. And as we do for every first session of each unit, we're going to talk about the unit description and the key passage and big picture question and answer. And so I want to go ahead and share with our listeners about our unit description. And so, like I said, we're doing unit 21 and it's called early responses to Jesus. And so the description for this unit is as Jesus began his ministry of miracles and teachings, not everyone responded in the same way. Some rejected Jesus outright and others were amazed by Jesus, but didn't understand him. But some came to place their faith in him and worship him for who he is the Son of God. So this is going to be a, as each unit is exciting, but this one is especially exciting as we get to see those responses to Jesus. And so now let's talk about our key passage. So Sarah, why don't you go ahead and share with our listeners about the big picture question and answer for this unit? Absolutely. So our big picture question is actually the same across the age group. So for younger preschool, older preschool, and kids, The question is the same, how can we be saved? And again, the answer will be the same across each age group. The answer that we are memorizing for this unit is, we are only saved by trusting in Jesus. Great, thanks Sarah. And as we were talking even before we started recording, that this is central to our faith and just the fact that for all ages, it's there, how can we be saved? And it's so important that our boys and girls understand that the only way that we are saved is by trusting in Jesus. As we look to our key passage, our key passage is in Hebrews eleven six for these next few sessions. And so with our babies and toddlers and younger preschool, their key passage phrase, so remember they have a shortened part of the key passage, it's going to be the same, and it is believe in God. Then for older preschool, their key passage says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And then for kids, also, like we said, found in Hebrews 11, 6, there's this, now without faith, it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So that's our key passage for unit 21. So now, Sarah, we can go ahead and move along to more specific information for this particular session, which is session one, People Rejected Jesus. And so our scripture reference is Luke 4. And so as we're thinking about the big idea for this session, Sarah, if, if you'll go ahead and talk about what the big idea is. Sure. So before this, we've spent many weeks learning about the life of Jesus. We learned that Jesus was born, baptized, tempted, and then called his 12 disciples. And in all of this, we also learned that Jesus never sinned and that he came to live a perfect life for us. 
And as Jesus began his public ministry, he taught people God's word and revealed more about who he is. And this week, kids will learn that Jesus taught that he came to fulfill the prophet Isaiah's words, but not everyone accepted his testimony. And as we look at this unit, we'll also dive into this session's Christ connection, which is Jesus read Isaiah's words and announced that, that he is the promised Messiah. The people of Nazareth rejected Jesus because of their unbelief. God invites us to trust in his son, Jesus. Jesus came into the world to rescue sinners. Thank you so much, Sarah. And now we'll go ahead and talk about some activities in our later guides that may need some little extra instructions or maybe some helpful tips. And so I'll go ahead and start with our preschool resources. In our babies and toddlers guide, there is an activity called spread the good news. And so just as a reminder for our teachers, make sure that, that the newspapers that you provide when you're gathering those, that you look through them to make sure there aren't any inappropriate images or words before giving them to the children to use in this activity. Then in our older preschool guide, there is an activity called Create Resist Art. As a reminder, you will use a white crayon. Our teachers will use a white crayon to write the word faith on the middle of the printable. When preschoolers paint over it with watercolors, the word will appear. For teachers, you may want to trace over the word to make the letters stand out to help them see that the word faith even more. And so it may even be that for your older preschoolers, if you have some that may need a, a challenge, if you will, for an activity, you may encourage them to write the letters for faith on their printable or even to trace over it and then to paint over it with watercolors as well. So then we have another activity in preschool worship called Make Faces. With this one, you know, Sarah, anytime you use different supplies like paper plates or those shiny plates, you have to remember if you're going to be drawing on them, you have to test it out before the session because if some of the plates may have a shiny coating or film on them, and so it may make the markers, the washable markers or crayons, may make it more difficult for that to stick on the plate. And so teachers, to save time of frustration and sadness for your preschoolers, make sure that you test those out beforehand, that the drawings will be able to work on the particular plates that you provide. And it may be just getting those simple paper plates, also the cost-effective way where there isn't any coating on them. And then as you'll see in the leader guide, how you'll be able to attach a craft stick to it to help it to be used for this activity. So those are the activities I wanted to highlight for our preschool resources. Sarah, if you'll go ahead and talk about our kids' resources. Sure. So for this unit, we just really have one note to make with the kids' resources, and that is in the Older Kids Leader Guide. There's an activity called Scroll Hunt, and this activity is really designed to help kids understand that the Old Testament used to be written 
on scrolls. You know, it's kind of hard for our brains to wrap around that idea of like, wait, there wasn't just one bound Bible that was pieced together. But instead, uh, the Bible was originally written on scrolls. And so we're trying to help kids make that connection. And this activity, I think, does a great job of doing that. But one thing that um, we think would be helpful is to invite the kids to help create the scrolls to save on prep time. So we all know that we really, prep time can be frustrating, especially if we're running late or just have a busy week. And so um, you can invite kids to help piece the scrolls together by using the straws and the tape and the paper. And then also maybe even... Um, Invite them to write something on the scrolls if you wish as well, maybe a Bible verse or um, even a picture. And then you can have the kids close their eyes while you hide them around the room. That's great. That's fun. And like you said, I mean, that that is such a hard concept to think about. Like it was scrolls. And I think adults have, you know, have to be reminded of that too. So it's so important for our kids to understand that as well. And they'll love yeah. that activity and enjoy it. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, that, you know, Jesus is the Word made flesh, and yet here he is taking a scroll that was written by human hands, and he's reading it, and it just brings a whole new, I think, element to, you know, the truth of who Jesus is, and that not only is he the Word of God, but yet he himself also treasures God's Word in his heart and lives it out, and so I, I hope that is a fun activity for the kids to, to do together. Definitely, that's a great word. And so, Sarah, now comes the time in this episode of the podcast where we talk about what excites us or what stands out to us about this session. So why don't you go ahead and start and share for you what you're excited about? Yeah, so I think that this session really invites kids to engage with the Bible story on a more personal level. So we know that Jesus goes into his hometown of Nazareth, and instead of them welcoming him with open arms and just praising the Lord for this gift of the Messiah, instead, Christ is rejected. And not only does this teach us more about Jesus himself, but I think it's also just like I said, personal for kids, because I think all of us at some level can relate to that feeling of rejection or not fitting in or feeling like an outsider. Uh, for younger kids, it may mean, you know, not being invited to a birthday party that other people are invited to or being left out of a game. For older kids, it may mean having someone make fun of you. Uh, being ostracized from a certain group. As you get older, we start to see cliques being formed a little bit more. And so sometimes, you know, you feel left out. But I think there are two key components to this session that can really help kids understand the grace of Jesus. First, I think, is that he understands. So as we're reading the story with the kids, we can say, look, Jesus experienced this. He felt rejection. He knows your pain and what it feels like to not have everyone love him or accept him. And ultimately, he faced even more harsh rejection than any of us ever will. And then second, I think, is to remind the kids that, look, some other people may reject you. You're going to face rejection from friends or different events that might happen in your life. But Jesus will never reject you. That even in the worst of our sins and all of our quirky personalities and different aspects of us that other people may not like, he loves us and he welcomes us and we can trust him when we're rejected because we're safe in his presence. Not only did he give his life for us and save us from the penalty of sin and death, 
but he also has promised to be with us even when other people reject us and leave us. And so I just think that this is just a really personal story that kids can relate to and just another good reminder for them to know the love of Christ and how he is with them in all things. Such great insight, Sarah. I appreciate you sharing that. And and as I was processing, thinking of all you were saying about how they can identify with that rejection, and and you're so right. I think about with preschoolers that that may be a little more difficult for them because they're you know we're teaching them we be we're kind to everyone we want to be friends you know but that they still understand that you know this such and such doesn't want to play with me you know they they come up or or they're sad or you know maybe someone says something that's unkind and hurts their feelings like even they can understand that concept rejection is with that how do we help children feel when they come to church? Meaning that we're the hands and feet of Jesus, right? And so we need to make sure that we are sharing Christ's love with them. And that may be, as you're seeing, those children that may be a little more difficult to love, asking God to help us see them as he sees them and share with them Christ's love and love them and accept them. And, and two, I think this session also is a great reminder to remind boys and girls what Messiah means. Who is the Messiah? You know, as you and I were talking about, even before we recorded, you know, in the Old Testament, talking about that's, you know, God promises to send the Messiah. We have to remember that some of the boys and girls that or in our class, maybe they weren't there when we were talking about the Messiah, or maybe they just started coming, or as everyone, they need reminders. And so teachers, this is a great opportunity to remind them what the Messiah means. You know, that we refer to Jesus as the Messiah, but but what does it mean? And so helping them see that Jesus is the Messiah that God promised to send. You know, God sent Jesus to be the savior of the world that Jesus, he lived a perfect life. He died on the cross to take the punishment for our sins. And then he rose, rose again. And so he came to the world to save us, to be that rescuer. And so I think this is a a great session to remind boys and girls that Jesus is the Messiah and what Messiah means. Right. Which is another great segue into tying it back in with the big picture question. Because, you know, we're, how, did, how did God save us? Or how are we saved? Well, we're only saved through Jesus, the promised Messiah, who came to um, save us from our sins. So, yeah, I think that's great to remind kids of, of that term and, and what that means. It's a good word. And, and thanks for making that connection. There you go. You know, so, but that is, that's so right. We want to connect everything back. It, it's so cool to see how everything does connect in the session and that strategic <laughs> leaders that we do that on purpose. So yeah. So just a reminder, but that's a great tip for our teachers of way to tie it back to the big picture question and answer. Thank you, Sarah, for being on the podcast this episode. And we'll look forward to having you for the remaining sessions for this unit. And thank you listeners for listening to today's episode. And we hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for Kids in Preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. 
For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.